Come on, man. Who's excited to be at church today? How many of you, God has done something insane already? No? Nobody? Okay. That's all right. How many of you, God's already spoken to you this morning? Come on. God's doing something in and through you today. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what God has in store today and, uh, and everything. This is week two of Heart for the House. Everybody say, Heart for the House. Come on, man. We're getting a heart ready to serve in his house. And I want to I continue on. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Landon for such a, uh, a this is a good word, an eloquent uh, way of delivering the word last week and positioning us in the ready position for what God is bringing our way. And, um, you know, it was a lot of information last week, and he did such a good job of delivering that. And so why don't we give it up for Landon real quick for being an amazing leader. And, and just so you know, I, w- I want you to understand the work that went into all the videos that were done last week and edited. Not only was he ready in the Word, but he was also ready and edited every single video and only had five days to do it. <laughs> so he killed it. So thank you, Landon, for being ready and doing what you do best. Um, stay in your little office and not come out and say hi. <laughs> oh, man, we're so excited that you're here today. And um, this, this series for us is very important. Um, this is something that weighs very close and near and dear to our heart because um, this is God's heart for the house. And uh, his heart for the house is that people will come in and then that they will be a part of the house and what's going on in and through the house. And, and this house, just so you know, um, you might come here on a Sunday morning and see us in these four walls, but this is not where it ends. Um, these four walls are just for you to get inspired, for you to get ready, and for you to go. And um, uh, I, I, love, I love being a part of our community and all that is going on. Um, right now we're teamed up, and uh, Ereta said this, but we're teamed up with GSR, and you'll see the information out here. And uh, we're teamed up with 21 other churches in our community. And that's, that's a pretty incredible thing. Number one, um, they've all left their religion beliefs at the door so we can serve our community together. And uh, that's pretty cool. I was actually able to take a trip to Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago with a few of the pastors from um, Constellation, which is this thing that we're teamed up with. And um, it was really cool to see the heart of each pastor was the same. And it was to see a community changed for Jesus Christ to see relief brought to those who are hurting. And, uh, man, I'm excited. And that's something that you can get on board with um, today. Man, make sure to grab, grab something. The ushers have some information for you um, to be able to get plugged in with that. But we want you to know um, that we believe in our community. We believe in, in, uh, in what's going on. And that's why we need you to serve here so that we can go and do what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. Um, also, if you did not get um, Landon printed you out some, some notes, uh, we, you know, we're, we believe hardcore in notes here. You need to take notes so that you remember. Uh, if you're anything like me, you can hear it and then walk away, and five minutes later, you have forgotten what it is. 
And so we don't want you to do that. And so we do have um, a, a way for you to take notes. And so if that is you and maybe you didn't get a, a thing from the ushers, the ushers do have those for you to take notes with today. Um, so if you want, if you want a, a note-taking sheet of paper, why don't you raise your hand right there. We got, we got some people, uh, ushers, if you could hook those people up. And remember, the pens that are in the seat back in front of you there are for you um, to steal, take, do whatever you want with, um, give them away. We love that. Now, if you have 75 of them sitting in your cup holder in your car, that is a problem. And God will judge you for that. Um, but please, they're yours. Uh, that's why we have them. They are for you to do with what you need to do with them. Amen. Jesus, I pray, Lord, as I bring the word, Lord, that you would lead in God and that you would help those hear it to receive it. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, God. Thank you for who you are, Lord. I pray that as um, however you have put this on my heart, God, I pray that I would portray it the same way. We love you so much, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited today. We're going to be diving into the book of Exodus. And um, I, I, I want to continue this series, Heart for the House. And, and I've entitled today, What's in Your Hand? Everybody say, What's in Your Hand? What's in Your Hand? Um, I, I, I go back in, in, in time and I think through the different moments that I have realized what I've actually had in my hand the whole time was different than what I thought it actually was. Uh, maybe a, a, a random talent or, or something that was um, different than everybody else. And I, I finally would understand now. Uh, it's kind of like parenting. Yeah, you, do you understand this? Uh, it's kind of like parenting. It's, um, you know, as a kid, I kicked back against my parents for teaching me and training me the way they did because they were so strict, right? And it's like, oh, my word, you're just annoying. Why do you keep hounding me for that. And now I'm doing the exact same thing to my kids because I've actually realized the tool that they had in their hand was actually a really good tool. So I'm taking the tool that they've placed in my hand and I'm actually putting it to work. Does that make sense? So something that you've had in your hand the whole time that maybe you really don't understand the power of it. And that's why I've jumped into the book of Exodus today because I want you to understand and, un and read through this story with me it's the story of Moses. Y'all understand where I'm going now. If you know the story of Moses, you understand uh, the direction that I'm headed. You'll know something about me. I'm not very deep. I'm very through to the point, okay? And so we're going to get through to the point. I love this. This is, this is an incredible story. Um, and let's just, I, I want to jump in here. Uh, we're going to start in Exodus 3. And um, if, if you're following along today and you fall asleep, just do it with your eyes open, okay? It's fine. Now, if you get something out of this message, what I want you to do is right as you get it, I just want you to elbow your neighbor really hard, okay? That will wake them up from their slumber, okay? This is good. This is good. Exodus 3, okay? We're going to jump in here right on verse 1. It says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. That's cool. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why does, why the bush does not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. 
And Moses said, here I am. Is that weird to anybody else? I'm like, yo, what the heck? Who said that? Right? He's like, here I am. Like, dude, you are so far gone. This is cool. So he said, here I am. Do not come any closer. Dude, right here, I'd be like, okay. I mean, literally, and this is, I just, I was laughing as I was reading this. God said, take off your sandals. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. I I was laughing as I was reading the story because, you know, you really get into something and start divulging through it. And, I mean, this is, put it in nowadays, okay? You're walking through your yard. You see a bush that's on fire. It's not burning. And all of a sudden... A voice comes from the bush and says, Isaiah. I'd be like, yo, man, what are you doing on my property? Like, what is this? And it just full on answers the bush. Here I am. Moses is a weirdo. He's answering burning bushes. Like, this is crazy. And, and I love this. And, and you know what? I, don't, don't so many of us get to a spot where, where we ask for a sign from God. And we're like, God, you know, put the writing on the wall and light a bush on fire and don't let it burn and throw me into a pit of fire and let me come out and only the ropes be burned off. God, put me in front of a giant, let me sling him with a stone and then I'll know that you're alive. Right? Don't, I, mean, I mean, come on, am I the only one? When we were looking at houses, every house I went, I'm like, God, show me a sign. Let me know that this is the one. They're like, you are rejected. I'm like, thanks for the sign. <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally. I put down my, okay, every house, every house. And the, I'm being, this is, we're going to be transparent. I would put God offers down, okay? We're just going to call them God offers because they were so low, ain't nobody going to take them. <laughs> every house. I was like, babe, this is the one. Feel it. We're going to put a God offer in. God, bless Bless this 20 grand. <laughs> you can do it, Lord. Bring seed to the dry grounds. Lord, we want fruit. Let's go, fruit. And I'll put my offer in, and they would call me back and be like, um, no. <laughs> I'm like, God, what are you doing? I need a sign, Lord. Every house I see, I need a sign. Show me something. Nothing. I wouldn't get anything. I get rejected for 14 months. My in-laws started paying me to live with them. <laughs> I mean, it was good. But we asked for a sign. But then when the sign comes, if you'll take yourself and put yourself in Moses' position, you see a burning bush, you run. I mean, this is weird. And Moses went to God's voice. And I wonder how many of us are missing the sign that's right in front of our face. I wonder how many of us in this place have a sign from God on a daily basis that we continue to skip over. And we go back to the window and we continue to run into the window of pain. Because that's just what we're used to. I'm used to the pain, so why not inflict it on myself every day? And God says, hey, listen, listen to my voice. Come here. Draw near. 
I'm going to show you something here that's going to change the trajectory of your future. Verse 7. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. I'm just going to stop right there and say that God has never not been concerned about you. Your hardest moment in life, he knows. And he's concerned about your suffering. And he's there for you while you suffer. Okay? So I have come down to the spacious land. Sorry. I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good, spacious land. Woo! A land flowing with milk and honey. Come on. The home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hevites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go? Oh, how many of us say that? God calls on you, and you immediately drop to the point of, who am I that I should go? to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. Isn't that where we all start? Who am I that I should go? Who am I? I'm nothing. I got zero talent. <laughs> Lord, you didn't even give me looks. I got nothing. And God says, Hold on, hold on. I will be with you. I will be with you. Who am I that I should go? Don't worry. I'll be with you. Mm. Somebody needs to write that down because that, that needs to be your next statement. Wherever you're at in your, in your walk, when you come to a hard time, you just need to repeat the words, I will be with you. And understand that Jesus is standing next to you. He is surrounding you, and he is letting you know however hard you think this is. I am with you the entire way. I have not left your side. I am with you. Mm. Jumping to Exodus chapter 4, I want, I want to just jump ahead because I want to get into this and, and help you to understand um, Moses' talent that he really didn't even understand that was in his hand. Moses answered in verse 1, what if they do not believe me? Or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. Then the Lord said to him, <laughs> what is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? And I ask you the same exact question today. What is that in your hand? What do you hold today that you don't know you hold? What talent has God given you that you have no clue that it could be used for the glory of God and you are keeping it to yourself? You see, something that and we're going to get here, but something that Moses didn't understand is the same thing that he used to direct sheep. A staff, he replied. The tool that you have in your hand is more powerful than you think. Now, being Jesus, 
the one asking the questions, him asking what was in the hand. I don't know if I would have said a staff because that's just, I mean, God could see the staff. <laughs> it's like, you really want to know what's in my hand, Lord? You just lit a bush on fire, didn't burn the bush, and you need to ask me what's in my hand? Really? Lord, you know how many hairs are on my head. Do you really need to know what I'm holding that you can see in plain sight? But Moses answers honestly, and he says, it's a staff. And I wonder if you know the talent that you have and the ability that you have, you're just neglecting understanding the power of it. Jumping on to verse 3, the Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. <laughs> I love it. I can actually picture this moment. This is, this is a good moment. Little squeal, and he's off. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand, and what? Ooh, and what? Take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. Throw the staff on the ground. Okay, God. Turns into a snake. Ah! Runs like a girl. <laughs> Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up by its tail. Pick it up. I'm going to act like I do with Roman in London. This is the, I'm, I'm going into my dad moment. Pick it up. I said, pick it up. Pick it up. Right? As a parent, every parent knows what I'm talking about. Right there, you just said, oh, yeah, Isaiah, I agree. You didn't say anything because you didn't want to be known as that parent, but you agree. Now, God didn't do that. He just said, pick it up, and Moses obeyed. But I wonder if he's having to take your arm. Oh, wow. Man, you're preaching good today, Zay. Thank you. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if God asked you to pick up what you feared, if you'd actually pick it up. I do believe that the writer of Exodus put it in there on purpose to let you know that he ran from it because he was afraid of it. So that you would understand what he picked up, he was afraid of. The talent that you possess, you might be afraid to use it, but God wants you to know if you'll just pick it up and put it into position that he will take that snake and turn it right back into a staff. So that thing that made you fearful, he will transform it and use it for his glory. See, that's the thing about God. He takes the things that are furthest away from your mind that you think he can use, and he takes it and he transforms it and it says this thing that, oh, man, look at Tessa today. She's up here singing. Right here, this position right here. Tessa. He took something and he brought something out of it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying today. I don't, I don't think you guys are getting it yet. What do you fear today? What, what do you fear today that God has been trying to push you and say, pick it up. Pick it up. Don't be afraid of it. Just pick it up. 
And if you'll pick it up, I'll turn it into everything that you've been called for. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. I have to say this, just because you hold it doesn't mean you are putting it to its fullest potential. Because, you see, that staff had been in Moses' hand a lot longer than just that moment. That staff had been in his hand leading and directing, walking, using it as, as a, 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 a way to get over uneven ground. But he had never used it to its fullest potential. And God said, I'm going to take what you have used, but have not tapped into all that it could be, and I'm going to transform it into the way that you are going to change. Ooh. You will never think you can until you try. Verse 5. This said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Jumping to Exodus 7, verse 8, says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, perform a miracle... Then say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will become a snake. Ooh, this part's going to preach, and you better be ready to receive it because it's going. I'm telling you, this one wrecked me. So let me get this straight. Moses was the one at the fiery bush where God showed him that the staff became a snake. But in actual Pressure time, Aaron was going to be the one that had to throw his staff down. Could it be that God was getting Moses ready for what he had to tell Aaron to do? That maybe, just maybe, if God wouldn't have positioned Moses to understand what was the actual capability of the staff, that when he got in front of Pharaoh, maybe he would have been like, what, God? Throw the staff down? Nobody's getting this. It's okay, because I'm going to keep explaining. Moses in private, Aaron in public, but Moses was the one who got Aaron ready. It's too deep for me, too. I get it. Trust me. This is, it wrecked me because I'm like God. What are you What are you saying here? What What I'm 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 pulling I'm pulling I'm pulling every Lord. What What are you saying here? What 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 does this mean? Trust me. I, I understand. I understand the silence. I get it because I was here and 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 this 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 passage of scripture just started to wreck me because I thought God, what have you been trying to get me ready so that I can condition others to get ready for? 
and, and, and it started to, 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 to pull me apart and, and think of all the opportunities where God got me ready to turn the staff into a snake, and I missed my opportunity to change someone else's life and say, hey, drop your staff. It's a snake. How many moments has God gotten you ready to help someone else and you've missed the opportunity to help them out? You see, God conditioned Moses. He conditioned Moses to be able to help Aaron. Now, Aaron was only there to speak on Moses' behalf because Moses stuttered. Moses could have done the job by himself if he just wouldn't stutter. That's what he thought. What handicap do you have today that you are talking yourself out of God using you for? And God wants you to know today that even if it's not in your power, <laughs> that he's going to bring a Moses, he's going to bring an Aaron, I apologize, he's going to bring an Aaron to your side, but he's already spoken to you what Aaron needs to know. And that's where we're missing the point. You see, God is conditioning you. He's given you the talent that he's given you on purpose. He's given the talent. Oh, I'm going to walk back here because I see him and I love him. And he's back here in a dark corner, so I'm going to bring light to him. Stephen Weatherby. <laughs> and he chuckles. Stephen Weatherby. This is Stephen. Stephen, stand up for me. Everybody can see Stephen back here in this dark corner. This is good. Now, Stephen, he's a ball of joy, Okay. He brings laughter. Thank you, lighting company. I appreciate you. Stephen brings laughter to a room that is dead. I'm serious as a heart attack. So the talent that this man has is far beyond some of you in this room. Because I've met a lot of you, and a lot of you can't bring laughter to a room. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what this man possesses is something different than what you possess. Now, uh, hear me on this. Hear me on this. Stephen brings to a room laughter and fun, but yet no organization. Nothing against Steve. But he needs, he needs an errand to bring the organization. So he said, all right. I'll marry Jess. <laughs> Stand up, Jess. This is Jess, everybody. Now, now Jess, she's taking pictures today. She, she's awesome like that. Um, but Jess is different than Steve. You see, what Jess does to Steve is she grounds all of his immaturities. <laughs> and this is true. Me and Steve are a lot alike. <laughs> The talent that this girl possesses is different than the talent that he possesses. Are we, are we following along? But Moses needed Aaron. But Aaron was nothing without Moses' wisdom. Are we, are we following along? Thank you, Jess. I, I, I'm trying to get this to where you understand this. Okay. Um, oh, okay. All right. I'm going to keep going here. This is good. Uh, Zara Choffrey, stand up. So this is Czar, okay? Now, Czar, I'm coming through here, Al. Now, Czar, hi, honey, you want to hug? We can hug. Now, Czar, this man is talented 
in mechanics, okay? He, he works on trucks. Now, his truck doesn't run all the time. <laughs> but that's only because he bought a Ford. Listen, I don't even own a truck, so I have nowhere to talk. But, but this man is talented in mechanics, okay? This, this boy can fix almost anything, almost anything except for his own truck. Um, but the way that this man is talented is different than the way that I am talented, okay? So what he possesses is completely different than most of you in this room. But yet it's a talent that he can use for the glory of God. And the way that I know that is because a lot of you in this room have car issues, and the person that you call is this guy. Are we following along? Are, are, we, are we getting clearer? Okay. Thank you, Zara. I love you. Over here, this is Todd Pulowski. Go ahead and stand up, Todd. You know I was coming for you. No, no, you have to stand up. This is the shorts man. Literally, if I introduce, if I talk about Todd behind closed doors, which I do all the time. Everyone does. Exactly. I have to say, he's the guy that wears shorts. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Tom Pulowski does lighting, okay? He does lighting. Now, you'll never know this unless you ask him because he doesn't, he doesn't shout it from the mountaintops. Now, what he does is on a different level than I've ever seen, Okay. He sells high-quality lighting, none of this, you know, cheap stuff. It's not Ikea, okay? This is quality. Now, most of my house is done in Ikea, but this is quality, okay? What this man has in talent, most of you don't, but yet he uses it for the glory of God. Now, why do I say this? Because what he does on a Sunday morning is he mans my front door. Or my connection bar. And what he brings on a weekly basis to his office, he also brings here on a Sunday morning with a smile. Okay? Okay, I love you. All right, I got, I got to sing you a song. Oh, man. You guys are going to love this, I promise you. This is going to blow your mind. I'm, I'm just straight up being honest. All right, we're here. Okay. <laughs> London got this for her first birthday from Mrs. Rush. Okay. This is a ukulele. It's a phenomenal piece. It's my favorite color. Now, this ukulele sat in my house, and London would play with it, okay? And by play with it, I mean, like, right? Do you understand? Now, this ukulele was never used to its fullest capability. It was just a pink guitar that London would fake play to music. But <laughs> I was laying on my couch one day, 
And I thought to myself, London, bring daddy the ukulele. <laughs> Roma was hand feeding me grapes. <laughs> and I thought to myself, Isaiah, this has gone far enough. This little piece has not been tuned since we bought it. That's not cool. London is wasting the talent that is in this ukulele. Y'all are getting where I'm going here, and you're going you're gonna to be blown away here in a second because you're going to realize what God's put inside of you that you've been missing out on for years. And this little ukulele, I don't know if it's tuned or not. Let's check. A little off. Better. This ukulele is so cool, I make all the neighbors jealous. I actually played it for the Dunkin' Donuts man this morning in the drive-thru line. <laughs> London was begging me not to. I was like, London, should I play with him? Should I play for him as I drive up? She was like, no, Dad, please. <laughs> that is her cry to say, yes, Daddy, do. <laughs> so that's how we pulled into Dunkin' Donuts today. Okay, do we understand where I'm going here? Do you understand? Okay, we're, we're, we're understanding this. Do you, are you getting it a little more? A staff in your hand is not really just a staff, okay? Are we getting where I'm going here? So we're going to sing a little bit, and you're going to sing with me, all right? We okay to do that? Okay, all right. Somewhere over the rainbow. Come on. Oh, so good. Okay, do we get it? Do we understand? Are we getting this right now? Okay, this is good. This is good. I get to get on FaceTime with my Hawaiian friends and we play together. It's so good. Dad was actually in Hawaii this last week. Does anybody know that, that they were in Hawaii this last week on a fully paid for trip? They didn't spend a penny. Let me, I say that to say God looks out for you. And we'll supply what you need in the moment that you need it most. Back to my amazing playing. Okay, so that's where I was going, actually. He was in Hawaii. He FaceTimed me at ukulele class. I actually picked up my ukulele and played with 35 old people. It was phenomenal. I loved it. The old guy was on the other side. He's like... I'm like, yeah, dude, pink, right? So good, right, Jazz? So good. I love it. I literally live, if I'm home, the ukulele is in my hands now. Oh, in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. A weep. I knew you would do it. Cause it's so catchy. A wee, weep a wamba way. Okay, like uh, this is good, right? This is just good. All this time, this sat in my toy room and got no time 
to actually play the way it was supposed to be played. So then I thought, <laughs> because I think sometimes. So then I thought, okay, God, you've put a tool in my hand. Why don't we start to use it for that ability? So we were learning the armor of God, which was, you know, awesome. And, uh, you know, I thought, oh, this is good. Like, I should write a song for the armor of God. That's fruity. No man will ever want to sing it, but I'm going to write it, Okay. So, so I thought, okay, this is fun. Like, let's get Lennon in here. And so we started writing through. Now, I just got to shout out Chris Pringle because when, when my dad talked about me teaching London and Roman London the, uh, the armor of God, because Roman doesn't get it, Chris Pringle went home, and he taught his daughter by taking a sheet of paper, putting her face on top of the character, and then having little stick-ons that he put on the armor of God every day. He texted me a picture of it that day after, after that Sunday. was like, you know, hey, using this, training. I'm like, come on. So took something and upped it. I'm like, yeah, this is good. So I was like, okay, so let's, let's write a little, a little ditty for, uh, for the kids so they know the armor of God. This is pretty simple, right? We are going to put on the full armor of God from the top to the bottom. Here we go. So good, right? We are going to put on the full arm of God, from the top to the bottom, oh yeah, let's go. Oh yeah. We got the helmet of salvation, and the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, and the belt of truth, and the shoes of peace, oh yeah, let's go. We are gonna put on the full love of God From the top to the bottom, oh yeah, let's go Oh yeah, let's go What's in your hand? Yeah, it's, it, I get it I'm not a very good writer. But what's in your hand? What has God placed in your hand that you have neglected or maybe even seen but didn't want to understand the full capability of it? And worship team, you can come back up. I wonder today, I, I, I wonder what God has been trying to get your attention and you have gone past what he is trying to tell you. In Psalm 16, 8, it says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. Look at your neighbor and say, I will not be shaken. Come on, I will not be shaken. So what the Lord has told me 
I will not be shaken. Uh, jump to verse 10 in Exodus. In Exodus. Uh, Exodus 7, verse 10. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a snake. Pharaoh then summoned wise men and sorcerers, and the Egyptian magicians also did the same things by their secret arts. Each one threw down his staff, and it became a snake. What? You mean those that don't have Jesus, theirs actually became a snake too? Oh, but wait. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. <laughs> Yet Pharaoh's heart's heart became hard and he would not listen to them just as the Lord had said. Let me tell you something. If God gives you the talent to be used by him, those that will come and try to take it away from you, God will use it to swallow theirs up. <laughs> oh man, that sounds harsh, but I love it. God will use your talent. And when you glorify him in it, and let me tell you, some, some, of, you, um, some of you today are, are, are in a position where, where you are, are so far gone, you say, God, you can't use this. And let me tell you something. You are in the perfect position for God to use you exactly where you're at. I, 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 don't, I don't want you to come out to the table and I don't want you to say, oh, sign me up where you need me. No, 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 no. You don't need to fill a position. You need to use what God's given you. We don't want you to fill a position. This whole thing isn't about filling those sheets. This whole thing is about making you and helping you to understand the realization of heart for the house is understanding that there is something inside of you that you never thought you had. And God wants to use it today. And he wants to use it to further his kingdom. And I love furthering God's kingdom. There's something inside of me that gets excited when someone says, I want to further God's kingdom too. I'm like, let's go with our ukuleles down in the corner. We'll start writing songs and get people. And if they don't listen to us, we'll hit them over the head with our pink ukuleles. Let's go. Perhaps God will act on our behalf. All we got to do is step up and step out in faith and let God step in and do what only he can do in the moment where we feel like we can't go any further. What talent has God given you? What have you possessed for so long that you have not used for the kingdom of God? And he is saying, put it down, put it down. Look, it's a snake. Now pick it up, pick it up. Look, look, look at your talent. Put it down in front of me. Use it for my glory. Look what it is. Look how far I can take you. Look what you've been missing. I want to use you. I want to grow you. I want to push you. Come on, let's stand up all around this room. Just so you know, I've already approved it through Landon. Next week is ukulele worship. That's what we're doing next week. Ukulele worship. But God has got something in store for you today. God has got something in store for you today. He's been conditioning you up to this point. He's been getting you ready up until this point. And you have even known that God's been pushing you out of your comfort zone. But I'm not sure if you've really realized why. And let me tell you, I'm telling you today why. Because the tools that have been in your hand from the beginning, God is about ready to use. He's about ready to use them. But you got to be willing. 
you got to go to the bush that's calling your name. You got to obey the command and drop the staff. You got to listen to him when he says, pick it up. And everything else falls into order. And what Jesus is calling you into is exactly what he had designed for you from the beginning. And now your obedience, your obedience is going to bring the fruit. Come on, that should get somebody excited. Your obedience is bringing the fruit. Let me tell you, uh, 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 you, you, number one, you grow as you go. So you're not going to be where you think you need to be right now. But don't worry. Hold on. Because you're going. And as long as you're going in the right direction, you're growing in God. And God wants to strengthen you. He wants to push you. And today he's got something incredible in store for you. And if you will realize it and position yourself and say, okay, God, I know what I've been missing out on. Now I'm going to use what you've given me for your glory. Come on, every hand in this place raised up. Jesus, Lord, you see our hearts. You see our willingness. Lord, today as we, as we look at ourselves, Lord, we understand the tools that you've had in our hands the entire time. Lord, those things that we have missed out on. Lord, the, the times that we've let go by where we have not used our, our, our capability, our talent for your glory. God, today we understand, God, that you have put it inside of us for a reason. Lord, to change the directory of so many people's lives. Lord, today I pray that you would get us in the ready position, Lord, so that we can be like Moses and condition Aaron. God, I pray that we would be able to be more than we've ever thought. Lord, we can ever imagine or think. Today, God, I pray that you would raise up new leaders in this house. Lord God, so that we can go forth and do your work. God, I pray that you would bring dream teamers out of this crowd, Lord, like never before. Lord, I pray that they would raise up new, new generations, Lord, for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to ask God one simple question, okay? One simple question. I want you to ask him this. God, what is it that you've put inside of me that I've missed out on up until now? Because today I want you to bring to light what it is that you want to use in and through me. And to be completely honest, most of you sitting in this room already know what that is. Because you've been running from it. Because it's a scary snake. But I don't blame you because I'm scared of snakes too. But it's whenever you face that fear. It's whenever you take that thing face on. And you say, you know what? I will not allow you to control me any longer, but I'm going to listen to the voice of God. I'm going to grab you by the tail. I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to walk and you will do what I say you will do. Sometimes you got to get a little crazy and it's okay. It's okay because God wants to use you. And he wants to use you beyond what you think is possible. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that you would do right now in these hearts and lives. Lord, I pray that you would inspire. Lord, I pray that you would push. I pray that you would pull. Oh, God, I pray that you would open up eyes to see. Lord, God, I pray that you would open up the clenched fists. 
God, so that they can be open to your blessing. Today, Jesus, open our eyes to be used today, Lord. Oh, God, we love you and we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you are. Come on, church, let's sing this out together. Come on, let's worship him. Let's raise our voices up to him. Okay. 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 Okay, Moses. Okay, Aaron. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Go ahead, say that. Pick it up. Pick it up. Might as well get used to saying it because God's going to be telling you it a lot. Pick it up. It's probably on a weekly basis that God tells me to pick it up. Pick it up, Zay. Pick it up. Okay. Okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, as you say, pick it up. Lord, we, we do so. Oh, Lord. We bend down, we grab it by the tail, and God, we're going to pick it up today. Lord, we're going to pick it up like we've never picked it up before. And God, today, as we grab it by the tail, Lord, you're going to use it for your glory. You're going to change this house from the inside out. Lord, you're going to change hearts and lives through this house. Lord, today, as we condition, as we position, Lord God, today, you're going to take our willingness to serve, and Lord, you're going to blow the walls off this house. God, I pray that this community would be blown away by the dream teamers that step up, Lord, that move out, that spread your glory. Today, Jesus, you are getting us ready. And God, today we choose to pick it up in your name. We choose to pick it up in your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now go with us, Jesus. Go with us, Lord, and I pray that you would continually, every moment of every day, keep our ears wide open. Lord, help us to keep our ears wide open so that, Lord, when you say, hey, come here, we say, hey, here I am. Use me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Love you so much, God. We're so incredibly blown away by who you are. In your wonderful name, and everybody said, come on, amen, amen, amen. Jesus, you're incredible. Thank you, Lord. 
Now go. Go, do what God's called you to do. And pick it up. Amen. I'll see you all next week. Have a phenomenal week. Go be Jesus with skin on. If you didn't get a chance to give, our ushers will have the buckets. You can drop it in on your way out. We're so excited that you're here. You can text to give. Give at the kiosk. Thank you for being a part of Life Change.